Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. And today we have a very fun episode. We are recapping the Sundance Film Festival 2022. And it's a lot of fun. And there was definitely some highs and some lows. And today I have with me a fellow critic, Shay Wiley. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. So since this is your first time, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Okay. So hi, guys. So I'm Shay. I am the editor-in-chief of Popcorn and Tequila, which is an entertainment site for millennials of color who love movies and TV shows. And then I also help run, well, help run, Lord. I'm also the editor-in-chief of Popcorn and Tater Tots, which is our family site. And I help run that with my nine-year-old daughter. Um, I also help moderate a Facebook group for Black Disney moms because I'm also a mom. And so, yeah, I do that on the side as well. I think that's awesome. I I didn't realize that you were a big Disney fan. I'm a big Disney fan as well. I uh, I mean, I really enjoy, I have a, another series called Talking Disney or once a Ooh. month. We, we talk about uh, the canon films and have a lot of fun. So that's I love cool. animation. It's my my favorite and that was a bummer this year there wasn't any animated films oh my god why did i just realize that Mm -hmm. there were the shorts of course but no features this year which was a bummer yeah but uh but yeah so this is your second year covering sundance and uh, i think you agree with me that it was a pretty weak group of films there were some good ones but there's nothing, usually every year, there's like two movies at Sundance that end up in my top 10 of the year. Mm-hmm. Like last year with Together Together, which I loved. And then also with Flea, which I loved. Oh Those God, both yes. ended in my top 10. And this year, I don't think any of these will end up in my top 10, even the ones I enjoyed. Um, I think, so I think a few of them will, but like mm-hmm. you're saying, like, I don't think any of these are theater films which was shocking for me because last year we did get a few for theaters. And then this year it just feels like it's all going straight to streaming. Yeah. And I know with the times that it's going to happen that way, but I mean, like even the quality of the films itself does not feel like it would be shown in a theater, which is so weird to me. Yeah, it's weird. And then also they they haven't had really they didn't have almost anything that i would consider mainstream that yep. very few uh, and usually there's something like i loved you know like sing street or blinded by the light or uh, in in years past you know sort of movies that were really crowd pleasing really you know just fun and usually there's some of those but not this year <laughs> yeah this year feels a little bleak yeah, it totally does. <laughs> I mean, I was saying to my room, like, what did they not pick? I mean, right. And so, 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 as someone who is now like getting into writing and screenwriting, uh-huh. I kept having to tell myself, like, be nice because this could be someone's first film that they're writing. And that when you're in that position, you're going to want people to be nice to you too. But then I kept thinking, like, if these were picked, what else was sent? Right. 
Yeah. And top of like the top. So what else did you receive this year that these were the greatest films that you got? And I allowed myself this year because I had so many tickets that I'd gotten because of my press pass, but then also because of uh, not being able to go in person. And anyway, I had this, I had a ton of tickets that I ended up with. So I allowed myself this year. I had a 20 minute rule. If I wasn't feeling it, I was going to move on to the next film. And I actually did that for about six movies. Oh my God. Oh my God. So let me tell you how that is usually my rule of thumb for like anything, Uh only it's way shorter. (laughs) So (laughs) I can, I can literally almost tell if like a music song or a movie is going to interest me within maybe the first few seconds, the first few minutes So like a film or a TV show, I'll know automatically if I'm gonna like it or not within like the first five, 10 minutes. And so I usually do this thing where it's like, all right, if I'm not feeling it, I'll stop it and I'll just let it go. Cause I know the ending is not going to be the biggest ending that like yeah. makes me feel like, oh, it was worth wasting two hours of my life there definitely should be especially with Sundance films a lemon law (laughs) yeah but because I was covering Sundance this year I'm like don't do that just watch the film suffer through it and it was the absolute worst last year I watched a whole movie about a tree like not like it was it was just filming a tree for two hours and I was like, never again. I'm never wait, doing that again. Wait, wait, what was that? It was it's called Taming the Garden. It was a documentary. And like uh-uh. the summary made it sound actually kind of interesting because it's about this, this, there's this guy who goes around the world and is and transplants trees into his like in his in his fancy garden in his uh, in America. And I thought, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Right. But it was literally just following the tree. There was no commentary oh, no. or interviews or nothing. Oh, it was just and a tree for two hours. A freaking tree. Um, yeah, and so that's another thing that I noticed this year is like a lot of the films were missing like a lot of dialogue. And so I kept checking out because it was always silent and so quiet. Yeah. It was just like, I cannot continue. I did quit maybe two films, half two or three films halfway through. And it was just like I it's there's no point in yeah. me doing this. But well, I'm curious to know what you thought. Did you get a chance to see Alice? I did. Of course. What I did. did you what did you think <laughs> of Alice? Oh God, what do you say about? It was my least favorite of the festival by a large margin. I thought it was absolutely terrible. Okay. Um, But yeah, what did you think of it? So I didn't think it was, I didn't think the film itself was terrible. Mm -hmm. I do think the ending of the story was so dramatized that it feels almost like the entire story could have been fake. But I am aware of the fact that there were slaves who didn't realize the timing and thought that they were supposed to be enslaved still and went through slavery thinking that that's just what it was for the rest of their lives and didn't realize that they were supposed to be free. So I get that and I understand Mm -hmm. that part of the story and I get that part was true. But so you're telling me a slave um, 
meets some stranger and then just automatically likes him within five seconds of knowing him yeah that's hard to believe and i thought the whole scene with alicia witt uh at the diner you know when she confronts that was so cringy i thought that scene was terrible i was like that's that's also not happening she slapped her once that's it yeah first of all no one wants to see their captive period Mm -hmm. so that was yeah yeah that was one of those films where it was just like why was this even why are we still making these films first of all like what is the point i just felt like it was part slavery narrative and part black exploitation film both executed poorly and i don't think it's the the actress fault and that she did a good job but i don't know i just i just thought it was really poorly done very manipulative and very um i don't know i just didn't like it (laughs) it's the story itself like the story what are you trying to do with the story because at this moment we've now all watched it and we feel absolutely do we feel better about this no no so like what was the whole point are you right informing us of slavery we know that already like what part are you trying to show that there were slaves who went back and helped people we know that already like what part what makes this a great film and there's really not much other than kiki's acting and commons hats i guess (laughs) (laughs) that makes yeah and even just the whole montages where she like learns everything about black history in in like like five seconds yeah like, and like oh. automatically understands what the world is happening right yeah it i felt like 12 years of slave meets encino man and that should never be the case and that's crazy because i haven't seen 12 i haven't seen 12 years of slave i didn't see antebellum like mm-hmm. i stay away from these films for yeah. this reason specifically sure. but i was like it's sundance let me see what they have to say about this and then i looked at the director and was like oh yeah okay never mind it makes sense now yeah it was it was really bad i did not like it um the other one that was well then i had two others that i really didn't like the rest i was all i was like fine to kind of met on um i i really didn't like summering summering and i was oh my god i was (laughs) I was excited about it. I thought it looked really good. And uh, it it just, I felt like the actions of all of the characters never made any sense. They didn't feel authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I remember people were warning me and they were like, oh, I can't wait for you to watch Summering. And so I originally wanted to see it because Madeline Mills is in it and she starred in Jingle Jangle, which yeah. I absolutely loved. And so I was like, yeah, let me go support Madeline. And then people were like, oh yeah, wait till you get to summering. We're going to love hearing you review this. And I was like, why? It can't be that bad. And then I watched it. And that was one of the films I definitely wanted to turn off from like the beginning. And I just, at that point, it was just like, how bad does this really get? Yeah, I mean, and because it's about this is not a spoiler it's about these kids that find a dead body 
and these girls. And the thing is, is that their response to that was just completely unrealistic. Like there's Uh no way they, even if they, for some reason, decide to keep the body and not tell, tell anyone, there's no way they wouldn't at least have a discussion or they weren't like repulsed at all. They weren't grossed out by it. They weren't horrified. There is like no way that that would be the case. And they're like, what, junior high school kids? Is... Mm-hmm. Like, so, so, yeah. so Middle for school. the only way for them to be so deten- desensitized um, by seeing a dead body was for them to live in a neighborhood where death happened so often. But they were also in this very calm right. white That's neighborhood true. where you knew killings weren't everyday life. So, it just made absolute no sense yeah and then the gun thing and oh my god yeah even in places that are very violent i feel like a lot of times the kids are at least a little sheltered from that yeah um and that i don't know i just can't imagine any child not at least discussing should we go tell our parents should we go to the police should we do something it was and so then, and then every decision made after that just felt inauthentic. And, uh, I don't know. It was, yeah. it was not, it was not good. It was yeah, very someone disappointing. Someone tweeted that it felt like the writers didn't know kids. Yeah. And I was like, that's hilarious. Cause I've worked with kids for the last 10 years and none of this made any sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, then the other one that I really didn't like, uh, is, when you finish saving the world that was actually the first movie i watched at the festival oh my god i didn't get and, to see that oh i did not care for it at all so it's basically about julianne moore plays uh, this mother of uh finn wolfhard mm-hmm. who is like this supposed youtube uh singer person um that does all these live streams and stuff like that and they don't get along. They don't understand each other. And she runs this uh, woman's shelter. And there's a new woman who comes into the shelter with a teenage son. And basically, like, Julianne Moore's character becomes kind of fixated on this teenager. And it was weird. And And then Finn he becomes friends with this like young uh kind of fellow student who's basically like a socialist kind of and thinks what he's doing he should be speaking out more doing more um with his platform and i just found them both everybody was so insufferable and so annoying and i didn't believe for a second that finn would be a star it didn't feel like believable <laughs> to me with his terrible songs and terrible music oh, no. and you know it wasn't like sing street where i'm like wow that's great songs you know that i see why no these are terrible and uh, and the whole thing with julianne moore like if you had had in my opinion if you had had a male character doing what she does basically grooming a right you know a, a young female character people would be horrified um and it doesn't necessarily go anywhere but still she was just i thought a repulsive gross character and 
it wasn't funny that's for sure if they were trying to be it was written (laughs) (laughs) and the whole thing was written directed by jesse eisenberg so you think oh it's gonna be funny but it was terrible i hated it that was Uh, one that i had on my list for like if i had time so i'm glad (laughs) i didn't have time because you're not the first to say that either (laughs) yeah i've heard a few reviews and i'm just like oh i'm glad i didn't have time yeah. So we kind of started chatting because uh, we had similar views on Emily the criminal. Oh, gosh. Okay. Now, I had this in my kind of meh section. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, but I know you really weren't a fan of it. <laughs> I think once I got to the end, because like I was fine with it from the beginning and I'm just like all right this is cool I'm, I want to see where this goes and then I got to the end and I was just like oh that's how we're ending this story <laughs> okay yeah I felt like the thriller el- the elements of the story were totally generic and by the numbers nothing special I think uh, Aubrey Plaza was was pretty good and I did like that it kind of the, 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 the basic concept of her being frustrated because all these things that she was told in college, you know, that uh, you go and live your dreams and everything like that ends up not being real, not coming right. true, you know, and that is, I think, a frustration that a lot of millennials, you know, feel and all these people that want her to work for free and, you know, all this stuff. I, I, there was some good stuff in there, but whenever it would get back to kind of thriller parts it was very generic yeah it was weird <laughs> yeah but I mean, uh, the concept and, was great and people were saying oh it's like a great thriller because the problem that you have sometimes with sundance is that you'll see like three terrible movies in a row and then you see one that's like a little Fine. bit better <laughs> yeah a little bit better that's like a decent movie but because you've just seen three garbage in a row you're like oh my gosh that was so good <laughs> you know and we yeah, all do it viewing that like it was the best someone's people kept saying it was like her best acting ever and i was like what the hell first of all what else has she been in and yeah. two how is this the best she's ever done because I, I think yes. if they say that they've never seen Ingrid Goes West because that was by far better. Okay. In my opinion, I think that was a very good performance from Aubrey. Um, I liked that movie, but um, I don't know. This was just, this was not one that I hated. I gave it two and a half out of five. I just thought it was very generic. Yeah. I might've given it like a three or something, but <laughs> I'm very uh, generous when I, when I review um but yeah what did you think did you get to see honk for Jesus I did what do you think of that one gosh (laughs) okay so just so you guys know like I'm always rooting for everyone black right so when I watch things I want everything to be great but I also think that the fact that I'm such a perfectionist that it causes me to want perfection in everything that I see that we do and I guess the humor itself didn't hit the way I wanted it to 
like it just wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be and it could have been way funnier and way more dramatized because I know for a fact how bad churches can be and it just it just felt like it was really flat for me but I mean it was it was it was okay I think the acting was great I just think the story itself yeah did some work and I agree I I felt like there were some funny parts but it felt like it was a little all over the place. It couldn't quite decide what it wanted to be. It didn't mm-hmm. fully commit to being a comedy. It didn't fully commit to being a satire or, or uh, you know, a drama. And there were times when I felt like, are they trying to get me to have sympathy for this guy, right. this pastor, you know, with things was like, why you, you won't accept my apology. And, you know, and then him giving these sermons and, uh, and then like seeming scenes where it feeling like, feel like characters are sort of attacking him when we're supposed to kind of feel bad for him um and then obviously other times when he's a total jerk and a hypocrite and so I, I felt like they couldn't quite commit to it being a biting satire yeah and I was hoping it was gonna be this great satire because mm-hmm. the concept again like black churches those mega churches are freaking crazy and watching him with like all his cars and like his clothes and like that's a big thing but it just never hit the way I wanted it to I agree I'm not surprised that it hasn't found a distributor yet I mean I I kind of thought it might just because of the two names but Mm -hmm. kind of get it too Yeah, I think I I think they're being a little bit careful with their money this year, which makes sense. Uh, And uh, yeah, but my favorite movie of the festival uh, was one of the first ones that I actually saw, and it was Emergency. Uh, You didn't like it? Was your favorite? Yeah, that was. No, I'm so excited because I feel like no one says that's their favorite favorite, (laughs) and that was okay. So it might be my second favorite. But that's definitely one of my faves from the festival. And I was so excited. Um, did you see Carrie Williams' first debut last year? Uh, what was it called? RJ. I did. Yeah, that was at South Bay Southwest. And I liked it. A lot of people Me hated too. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it could have been better, but I definitely loved the concept and I thought it was super funny. And it was great. So to see this and see how great it was, I was like, there we go. I'm super excited for him. I'm super excited for this film and for people to watch it. And I can't wait because Mm -hmm. it is so good. And then the ending, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, the ending was good. It was emotional. So emotional. I, I thought that it did a really good job. I mean, I thought all three of the main leads were very good. And they, they showed such a, each one had a unique, believable perspective of, okay, we have this, this girl in our apartment passed out. What are we going to do? And one, you know, says, don't, don't call the police. That will only, you know, lead to problems. Another wants to, and then, you know, the other's kind of along for the ride. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I don't know. I just, I felt like it did a really good job of meshing comedy drama uh tension i was really tense the entire uh for the entire um 
movie and uh, you know just what is going to happen to these guys yeah because it's so realistic and it's just like damn you know if something was like this to happen right now this is exactly how it would play out we'd all argue about what we should do and then we try to do something and then we'd fail <laughs> and so the highs and the lows of the film were really great and then the ending of course yeah, brings us back to reality and what the times are and it's just I don't think I expected that ending at all with the way the film was going and so by the time I was done watching this I was like I need to go take a nap <laughs> because I am done for the day but I had like three more films to watch <laughs> so I couldn't sleep I know um if anyone watched uh Judas and the Black messiah last year and the way that ending hit you this ending hits not as hard but quite as hard i'll say so yeah be prepared i yeah it's definitely an emotional a roller coaster of a movie and uh it's i i really it, it the only part of it that i was kind of i don't know if this worked was the very beginning with the whole teacher. Mm -hmm. and the God, I cannot wait to hear what people say when they see that because I am just, I cringed the entire time. And I was like, I can't believe he got away with doing this on set. Like, how did this work? Did they record it and like repeat, play it over and over? Like, was this shot on three different days? <laughs> I can't wait for people. Yeah. I mean, I, I just felt like that was a little heavy handed and I don't know if it, I don't know. I just, that's the only part of the movie that I'm like, I don't know if that really worked, but I still really, it was like some of my favorite. Um, my second favorite of the festival was a movie called Brian and Charles. Did yeah, you get to see I this just, one? I did not get to see that one, but I heard a lot of people loved it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's about this man who creates a seven foot uh, robot to be his friend. It was <laughs> very cute and uh, and funny. And uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to, I guess it's based, they took a short and then made it into feature. And so I'd be curious mm -hmm. to see the full thing, but that was my uh, favorite. Then the other, my third favorite was Duel. Uh, what did you think of? Did you see Duel? No, I didn't. I I liked it because I I'm not the biggest sci-fi person. Okay. Um, and if I if I watch if I like sci-fi, typically it's more sort of the fun. Um, I don't know that has a little bit of a sense of humor about it, and isn't the staring into space uh -huh. kind of sci-fi that I don't know a lot of sci-fi I just find very dull and not for me um this was fun <laughs> it's basically it's set in a dystopian world with Karen Gillum who I'm not the biggest fan of actually but she's she plays this woman who uh, lives in this dystopian world and in this world when you get a terminal illness you can you can have a replicant made of you and so that way your family and friends and everything don't have to, you know, live without you and they can huh. have this replicant. Well, she gets the replicant and of course she is completely, she ends up uh, being completely cured, completely healed. Oh, so wow. now she has to deal with this other 
version of herself. And it was, it was fun. It was a fun sci-fi that wasn't, didn't take itself so seriously. Like I feel like so many of them do. Right. And Aaron Paul's in it and he's good. And I just enjoyed it. Cool. I feel yeah, like it's not like a great movie, but it's fun. <laughs> I needed fun. I yeah. needed someone to tell me that before. <laughs> I needed fun. Yeah. Because a lot of the things I watched were not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they only had one family film in the whole festival they included summering on if in the in the kids that section wasn't family but that was not, not a family film just because it stars children does not make it a family yeah exactly <laughs> nope what do want my nine-year-old watching that mess no so they what? had uh micah micah Ugh. uh and you didn't like it did you finish it i did i yeah. didn't finish it <laughs> <laughs> that was one i was super tired that night and i was just yeah like, this is this this is clearly not for me. I'm going to bed. It felt like it was made for really young kids, though. It was. So that's yeah, it kind of was for me. It kind of had the feel of like uh, Spy Kids or that that kind of a, a feel, and uh, and so I it, I thought it was cute. It was cute, uh, but it's too it is too long. It feel yeah. it and it, the antics get a little crazy. But I still overall thought it was thought the little kids were really cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if I was watching it with my daughter, I might have been able to like mm-hmm. sit through it a little bit easier. What about you? Did you have any other favorites? Oh, do you want to talk nine, about eight ninety two? Was mm-hmm. my definite fave, which I didn't think after watching Emergency, I didn't think anything would be Emergency, but. 892 definitely did for me just because John oh my gosh the way he performs and I guess just knowing like the history with the veterans and how they're treated and so understanding how people do feel when they get treated I still can't believe I don't want to say like because I know that's like the big thing in the movie but I still can't believe like he did all of that for just he was doing all of that for the uh, money they owed him. And when you find out how much money they owed him, it's just like mind blowing to think that someone would go through such crazy lengths just to get that back. But at the end of the day, it is principle and it is feeling like people need to respect you enough to pay you what they owe you. And when you feel like you've done so much for the country and you're not respected once you leave it takes a toll on you so 892 was definitely my fave and then there was like a short film called um fm back fm right back um and that was definitely a great short i feel like it needs to be a series i definitely like the director it needs to be its own series. I was like, this is so good. But yeah, I think Emergency 892. I will say Nanny and Master were decent films for what they were trying to do. And I love that Nanny went into Mermaids because that's actually something I heard stories about growing up as a kid and always thought like my family were crazy but 
turns out I'm not the only one that heard mermaid stories as a kid really? and so I I yeah. didn't I missed that one I did not get to see nanny yeah so but I heard good things heard good yeah things. It's, it's 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 pretty good master I thought was pretty good I I I thought that it was a pretty just enjoyable little horror slash thriller if you have bug issues don't watch it (laughs) it was pretty gross at times i don't even remember the bugs yeah she finds all those bugs oh yes okay i was like i don't remember and then i remembered (laughs) oh that was oh my god and i really don't like bugs so every time that happened i was just like why yeah why do we keep doing this (laughs) yeah so did you see cha-cha real smooth I did. I got to see it. Thanks, because it won an award, and so I actually did get to see it. So, what did you think? Um. So I'll say this. I remember threatening all of Twitter when everyone said to go watch it, and I was like, "If it's not as good as everyone says, I'm gonna be upset." But it was good. It wasn't like the best thing in the world. But it's probably ended up in my top 10, for sure. It was pretty good. I loved the fact that, like, the main character is so great with kids. And, of course, that's just my own bias because I work with kids myself. And so anyone great with kids is great in my eyes. And I love, like, the part about her telling him to go live his 20s. And we kind of forget, like, we feel like 20s is the adult's. But then we realized that later on, it's really, you're really not an adult when you're 20. So, yeah, I love the concept of this, the film and it was actually pretty done really well. It was written really well. I, I liked it well enough until the ending and then I didn't like the ending. Um, the thing I guess that I didn't like about the ending is that I felt like they were trying to sell it as this happy ending for her character. And we won't spoil it, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that was a happy ending for her character at all. And yeah. that, I know, I just felt like it left me in a really sour place by the end of the movie. And I left feeling really frustrated by the movie. Um, and I get it. He's super charming but he's not like very good at his job. I don't see why anybody would hire him to be a party starter. Like he does a good, <laughs> the, the first party he does a good job with. And then every single one after that, he's totally terrible yeah. at starting the, the thing. And I did think there were some sweet scenes between him and the daughter uh, character um, with autism. There was some good stuff and, I didn't really feel like they had that good a chemistry and I just really did not like that ending. It was not for me. Um, and so I do feel like this is like, <laughs> people are out of control about this movie and it would be to see when it comes to full distribution, if, uh, what people think about it, you know, yeah. I feel like it has a good chance to be one of those Sundance movies that gets super hyped and then that doesn't really you know go places it is it is going to be on apple which i feel like is a very good spot for it sure is but uh but yeah i mean people are giving it like 10 out of 10s and perfect yeah, no. scores i'm like calm down it wasn't that great it wasn't <laughs> no. that great people but no. then again like you said 
people had watched so many bad films already that it does feel pretty darn good. Yeah. So there were a bunch of documentaries that I enjoyed uh, at the festival. Um, I actually really liked Second Chance, all about the inventor of the bulletproof vest. And this guy, I mean, he's, he was, I think, every documentary director's dream because he was kind of crazy and all over the place <laughs> and his life was crazy. And I thought it reminded me of like an old Errol Morris uh, documentary from like mm-hmm. they uh, just, it had an old school quality to it of sort of this quirky person who you're getting to know. And he's like not really a particularly good person, but like he's interesting. So I, I thought that was a very good one i really enjoyed lucy and desi i mean it's your celeb documentary but i thought it was interesting to learn all about how they uh about desi lu studios and how they championed so many you know shows and were just like i thought that part of it was almost more interesting than the relationship part of it because i didn't know and i was not a big fan of uh being the ricardos so this was kind of refreshing to see what I think way better, uh, more interesting. So I enjoyed that. Uh, another one that I really liked uh, was called Free Chol Suli uh, about uh, this movement in the 70s. There was a man named Chol Suli who got uh, sentenced to death row uh, for a crime he didn't commit and this whole movement to free Absolutely. And that was, that was something I didn't know anything about. I thought that was good. And then also uh, a couple other ones. Um, There's one called Descendant about the descendants of in Mobile, Alabama, the descendants of the last illegal slave ship, uh, Clotilda. Clotilda. Um, And that was, I thought, very well done. Very interesting. Um, uh, There were a bunch more, but I, I did think it was there were some good documentaries. Did you get to see any documentaries? Not a fan of documentaries, so I tend to stay away from them. But I did watch two and a half. <laughs> so I watched the first part of Lucy and Desi and then thought it was terribly boring and turned it off. I absolutely love I love Lucy, but I just feel like the way the documentary was made. I guess maybe because it, it was like that relationship part at the beginning and I just couldn't do it and I just turned it off because I was just like, this isn't what I care about. But had I probably stuck around for like the stuff about his studios and stuff, I might have actually enjoyed it because that's the stuff I was looking for. And then I braved the waters and got through the Cosby Dock almost all four Um, hours before Sundance kicked me out what yeah so I kept like pausing in between so they usually give you like five hours to finish but it's like four hours long so I guess at some point I went over my five hour limit and so but I was really really close to the end so it is coming out it actually probably did come out already but it's coming out on showtime so I'll go see it see what I missed at the end but it was really good I didn't expect it to be that good I didn't expect it to hold my attention for four hours anyway so surprisingly it did and just the stories are still hard to hear but 
hearing the contrast of what he's done that's great and clearly what he's done absolutely terrible and how it doesn't make me feel anything towards him now like I no longer feel great when they say oh he did this and he did that I don't care what good he did because he did so much bad that it now outweighs it and like it's it's going to be great for those Cosby lovers who were like stuck on the fact that he did so much good for the community well yeah no (laughs) and so yeah I I didn't watch that. I just, I felt it was just so, it seemed so depressing and so long, but I did hear from people that it, that they, that it wasn't like that it was depressing, but not like there, they do kind of, that it was more comprehensive than just like, I don't know. Yeah. I heard that it, it was wasn't good. as depressing as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I really yeah. It was going to be terrible and I was going to suffer through it. But he, they they handle it really, really well. I loved Cosby. I, I, I was a huge fan. It so, makes me so sad. Yeah, no, it doesn't make me sad anymore. I'm like, I guess, I don't know what it is that I'm just like, yeah. the more you learn, it's just like, I don't get how you were okay with doing all of this. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so a couple others couple of more documentaries uh fire of love uh i heard that was really good it was really good about the craft uh, uh couple that um that were um katia and maurice craft uh that were volc- volcanologists and uh it i wish that the movie had helped me to get to know them a little bit better like we really we really focus more on their work as opposed to like i didn't feel like i really got to know them as people you know and maybe there wasn't that much difference between them and their work but i think it could have been nice if they'd had like a couple family members or friends or you know talk about them in a more personal way than Mm -hmm. we got but the footage is just unbelievable of the volcanoes i mean it is really unbelievable another one uh that was interesting for me was the mission because i served a mission for the latter-day saint church so i'm a returned missionary so watching the documentary was interesting for me um you know i was nervous going into it because i thought it was just going to be like a hit piece on the church which i i don't have a problem them people criticizing the church it has lots to criticize but i wanted it to be fair i guess and mm-hmm. to my surprise, this was extremely positive. I mean, I would think that it was almost made by the church. It was extremely <laughs> glowing. And, but I, I did think that it captured well the loneliness of the mission experience, which is weird because right. you're with someone 24 uh, seven, you have a companion with you, but I, at least for me, it was an extremely lonely time. And I think because you're far away from your family and uh, you never really get time to sort of rest and, uh, and I don't know, you're just very busy, busy, busy. And it, and it's, and it is kind of a lonely experience. And uh, so I thought they captured that well. Um, I don't know if anybody that's not either like a former member of, of the Latter-day Saint church or current member, I don't think they, I, 
would like it. I think you'd think it was boring. Um, but I, I liked it <laughs> because of my experience. Um, right. anyway, so that was interesting. That was definitely, I, it did not feel like a Sundance film at all. I was oh, like, cool. well, what is this doing here? <laughs> this is really weird. Wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I guess it's a, I don't know. Like I would have been interested, I guess, to see something a little bit more asking some more tough questions of these young young people um but i don't know it was just different than i was expecting and that's all i could say right it was just different and uh, i mean i guess they allowed full access so i don't know if they got final edit uh, if i have no idea but it felt like they got final edit oh. um so that was interesting um there was also the princess which was a documentary where they told the the princess diana's story all through media clips covering oh, wow. her, which was an interesting approach i kind of feel like i'm done with princess diana for a while like yeah we've gotten <laughs> yeah. so much uh between the crown and then the spencer and uh diana the musical which was so bad oh, um and then this and i'm like let's stop pick a new a princess <laughs> pick a new princess make a fergie movie for once or whatever um but it was well done it was good uh and uh, yeah that's basically i think everything i think we covered everything that i wanted to talk about um uh, I guess we should talk about After Yang. Did you see that? God, uh, do we, do we, must we talk about After Yang? <laughs> Everyone is so excited about After Yang. And I'm just like, what the hell are you excited for? <laughs> Remember when I talked about sci-fi movies where people stare? <laughs> yes. Stare into space. That's what you, that's what, that's what it felt like for you. I can imagine. <laughs> because i'm i'm a big sci-fi lover i love sci-fi i watched dune it was great harry yeah. potter star i'm starting to get into star wars like i love yeah. sci-fi there's other shows that i've seen in sci-fi but this this wasn't sci-fi you guys this was yeah. a robot for the entire movie like yeah it was what? i can't I said, remember the comparison i made where it was like Jeez, I wish I could remember the tweet that I wrote. Yeah, I wrote, if slow, ponderous sci-fi is your jam, you might like this, but it's definitely not mine. <laughs> yeah, no. This isn't even sci-fi. It was just about a robot not being there. <laughs> yeah. It was seriously people staring, a lot of people staring. I I don't know. I no, it was not for me. I agree with you. So there we go. There's others, but I think we covered pretty much. You have anything else you want to talk about either that you loved or didn't love? I will say go. If you're a Kanye fan, watch the Kanye doc. Oh, we I got to see good. part one, but yeah, it was really good to see him in his younger days and like see footage from when he was making songs that I actually love now. So that was really cool, but no, I think we yeah. covered everything. Very good. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Of course. And thank you. Yeah. So where can people find you and all of your content? Okay. So I'm a Twitter fan, of course. 
So you can find me on Twitter at Shay Wiley. And then, of course, popcornandtequila.com, popcornandtitatots.com, and Instagram and Facebook are the same, at Shay Wiley. Basically, if you look up my name, you'll find me. Is there anything else I need to mention? No, I think that's it. Yeah, definitely. I'll have that all in the description. So make sure you all follow and check uh, that out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So please take a look. Please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video. Please subscribe to this channel. And if you are listening on uh, iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We appreciate that so much. Also have a patron group and merch store. Take a look at that. And thanks so much, Shay. This was so much fun. <laughs> I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk uh, again soon. <laughs> yes. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye.